You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Praise the Lord. But uh, I'm so grateful for the message that Pastor preached this morning, isn't it? It's really powerful. The watchman. Amen. He preached about the call to repentance. Oh, powerful. Amen. We can, we can, uh, we can never go wrong with go for, you know, for repentance. It's, yeah. it's a it's very important part of our Christian walk with God. Right. Amen. But tonight, I felt... Just want to share this in Acts three verse nineteen. This is not my verse yet, but just want to lay this a foundation. In Acts chapter three verse nineteen, the Bible says, "Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out." So this morning we heard about the message of repentance, yeah. repentance. But after this, in, in verse nineteen of Acts chapter three, after that the Bible said, uh, uh, mentioning repentance, the next part of that verse is. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I felt tonight, church, that after the message of call to repentance this morning, tonight there's going to be a refreshing. There's going to be a restoration of strength. Amen. I promise you tonight, church, if you're going to just respond to the word of God tonight by the help of God, you're going to come out of this place being restored, being renewed, hallelujah, being delivered, and being strengthened from the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Let's read in Psalms chapter 107, verse 21 and 22. Amen. The Bible says, Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And verse 22, here it is. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Tonight, I want to preach to you with a title that says, Sacrifice of Thanksgiving. Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. We're so grateful for what already we feel in this house. Lord, I ask for your presence to just, to, hallelujah, take liberty, Lord. Hallelujah, move the four corners in this place, oh God, and touch somebody, Lord, I pray. I ask for your anointing, God, and let your word, Jesus, bless your people, I pray. In the name of Jesus, everybody said amen. 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 Sacrifice of thanksgiving. How many of us have tried doing a journal, writing journal? I'm not talking about diaries. Young people, not, it's not a, a diary like, you know, dear diary, this is what happened. I saw my crush and <laughs> that's not, <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Journal, you know, so journaling is, you know, you're, you, you put your entries of, usually put in your journal things that's going on in your mind and um, things that you've been working out, your projects and things that you want to happen in a retrospective aspect. And uh, you, you put things in, in journal. And in journaling, you know, some people are very consistent with that. They do it daily. Some would write before a big day, like wedding day. Some people would do that uh, uh, before a, a final exam. 
they would write their journal uh, during graduation or before graduation or if you're going to do a presentation, they might uh, put, um, put on, on their journal what they feel like, what, you know, what's going on with them, with themselves. So they would write it down. And as I, as I, as I was uh, looking at this uh, journaling thing, I want to learn more about this because try, I tried my best to, you know, journal itself because it's, it's good for you. you. It helps you remind things of, you know, keep track of what was going on in your life all throughout the, the week. And I was uh, looking for this video and uh, I was listening to this about journaling and he mentioned something about that kind of like stuck in my mind when, when he was explaining about journaling. And he said about, you know, when you log in your journal entries, uh, there's two parts. There's morning and, and evening. Morning and bedtime entries, journal entries. And in your uh, bedtime journal entry, he said, you know, you, you, uh, there's three things that you must put in your journal, journal, journal entry. <clears throat> so, so, so these three things is, it's called the grateful statements. So before you go to bed, what you will do is get your notebook, you get your iPad or whatever you're going to use, but most likely it's um, suggested you, you get your notebook and you handwrite it. So it's called grateful statements. So write three things that something that you are grateful for. And, and, and when you do this, there's a, a lot of research and scientific explanations that when you end your day writing off grateful statements, it gives you better sleep. When you write grateful statements, it gives you better mood in the morning. It gives you a, a, a fresh wake up morning. You know, some people wake up in the wrong side of bed and they're already cranky. You know, some people, are, I don't know, but... But yeah, so if you do the grateful statements before you go to bed, when you wake up, it gives you a different sense of refreshment in your mind. It, it affects our mindset. Yeah. It's powerful. Research will tell you that thankfulness would affect our mental health. And if you do it continually or consistently, it's like a compound uh, effect that along the, you know, the, uh, the long you do it, it helps you reduce stress and depression over time. It, it, it helps. It's not the cure, but it helps. Because gratitude has a lasting effect on our brains. If we develop, develop this habit, it will change our language, the way we speak things, the way we, we talk to other people, the way we build our relationship, the way we connect with people. It changed our lifestyle. You have fewer complaints. You have fewer, uh, you know, speaking of negative words. It, it forms a different mentality. It changes things in your life. It's very powerful. Thanksgiving is life-changing experience. And if we start this, it'll change our lifestyle. And it's amazing to learn all this kind of information. There's a lot that you can find about the, the positive effects of Thanksgiving. But I want to tell you tonight, long before studies, long before all those scientific research, the Word of God has already revealed and told us about being grateful. 
to not just be grateful on the material things that we possess or be grateful for the, for, for the money that we have in the bank, all, although those, all those things are really good. But above all, we need to be grateful because we serve our God. We serve a God who is merciful, who is faithful, who is good, hallelujah, a loving father. He is kind and he blesses us. First Chronicles 16 and 34. Who give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Psalms 30 verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. We are his saints, right? Sing unto the Lord, O ye of, of ye saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Yeah. Psalms 18 verse 49, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. It doesn't matter if I'm with the believer if, or if I'm with the saints of God, I will choose to give thanks to the Lord. Psalms 35 verse 18, I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. It doesn't matter if I'm with a crown or if it's just by myself. I still choose to thank God, hallelujah, in my life. Amen. Psalms 104, uh, 100 verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his holy name it doesn't matter if i'm in a church or if i'm at work or if i'm at home i'm still gonna thank the lord because i am grateful Amen. except for me because i work at the church so you know just a fine line there First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. No matter what season of your life you're in right now, we give Him thanks. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't matter if you're a seasoned person, young person, or you are in between. We're still going to give Him thanks. In good times and in bad times, we will give thanks to the Lord our God. Amen. Our Thanksgiving church is not limited to Thanksgiving Day. I know I'm preaching about Thanksgiving, and I know it's not Thanksgiving Day. But it's our, our Thanksgiving is not limited on that day only. Because Thanksgiving must be our lifestyle. It must be part of our identity of who we are. Because we are the children of God. Amen. Must be daily thing in our lives. It must be a thanksgiving. I know you already heard that, but it's cool. Thanksgiving instead of, you know, thanksgiving. Because you live a life of being grateful. Praise God. It's part of our identity as a people of God. You know, having this sense of being grateful to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about, you know, I know I said that you and everything give thanks, but I'm not talking about those, those, you know, those situations that you hit your pinky toe, your smallest pinky, hit, you're in, in a drawer, you're walking, and it's like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, you still thank God, or or like you were you were robbed, and you say like, yeah, you know you you still. I mean, you be grateful because you're still alive, despite of 
you know, or I'm not talking about you drop your phone, you broke the screen, or you, and you're, you're saying thank you. That's not, what's not what I'm talking about. You know, or whatever unfortunate events that took place. But what I mean is, be grateful because of his salvation. Right, right. If we'll just only realize, hallelujah, how powerful that the Lord has, what has, he has done over our lives. How he saved us. How he changed us. Right. How he delivered us. He broke the bondage of sin. Right. He took our shame. He gave us purpose and direction. He filled us with his spirit and gave us power and authority as his, his children. Do you even realize how powerful those statement, statements are? Hallelujah. We are no longer bonded, bonded, you know, in bondage of sin. We have the liberty. Pastor preached that over uh, last uh, Sunday like about being free. Hallelujah. It's something to rejoice. Freedom is not, you know, the, the Bible, that, uh, the freedom that the Bible is talking about is not about uh, having liberty to do whatever you want. The freedom that the Bible is talking about is the freedom or the liberty to serve God. That there are no limits that you can do what, you know, you can do freely in, in the Lord. You can worship Him and serve Him with all of your heart. Amen. You have that freedom because you're not in bondage of sin. Right. Oh, hallelujah. Grateful because despite of all the difficulties we are facing, despite of what we are going through, we are still here. We still show up in the church. We still raise up our hands and sing praises unto Him. And we are still breathing. That's, hallelujah, that's big reason for us to thank Him every day. Amen. In Him we move, we live, and have our being. Hallelujah. If that will not make you grateful, I don't know what is because that's powerful. Hallelujah itself. That the fact that we are still breathing today. Right. Hallelujah. He is good. In Levitic, Leviticus chapter 7, there was an offering mentioned called peace offering or fellowship offering. So this offering, there's five kinds. And by the way, I learned this from Pastor. He taught this when I was Bible school, so I'm going to give credit. I learned a lot from him. Well, in, in Hebrew, you know, so it's really good. But in Leviticus, there's five um, offerings, and one of them are the peace offering or the fellowship offering. And when somebody does this, you know, it, it, they, use, there's, they usually do it as part of their vow or a part of their thanksgiving to God. It's called peace offering. It's because uh, some of the offering is done, like when they offer a sacrifice of animals, you know, they usually it's, it's either the animal is fully burnt or some, the, some of the parts goes to the priest. But the difference is, it's, that's why it's called fellowship. It's because the offerer gets to partake of, of, the, of the offering that they gave. And, you know, so, so the, the animal that they sacrifice you know, the offerer got to, uh, got to eat that sacrifice together with their friends and family and with, with, with the priest. So they got to able to uh, fellowship with that. So, and, and one of the purpose is, you know, in thanksgiving to God. Yeah. And, and, and all of this uh, offering, there are three key points that we can learn from the sacrifice of thanksgiving. First is, thanksgiving is voluntary. Thanksgiving is voluntary. You can only find exhortation and encouragement about thanksgiving. 
but not commandment. Because Thanksgiving is supposed to be voluntarily. Can you imagine somebody force you, push you into the wall and said, you got to give me thanks. I gave you this. I need to hear you say thank you. Or else I'm not going to let you go. Thank me. That's not how it works. You don't push somebody to say thank you to you because of what you have done. It's voluntarily. It's supposed to be out of the abundance of the heart. God doesn't push us and demand thanksgiving from us. It's supposed to be a natural response to the goodness and mercy of God that He bestowed upon us. Hallelujah, that because of His mercy, hallelujah, there's this sense of thanksgiving and and being grateful to Him of, of what He has done. Thanksgiving is voluntary. Second is the, the, having the fellowship with God. If we, if, we, uh, if we allow ourselves to be grateful, hallelujah, you, you're, just, uh, you're enjoying the presence of God through, the, through His Word, through His presence. Because in Thanksgiving, you create an atmosphere where God can just enter in, yeah. into your life. There's a preacher that I've heard, he said that if... The Bible said, if God inhabits the praises of His people, who inhabits our complaint? I forgot who's the preacher, but he said that. If God inhabits the praises of His people, who inhabits our complaint? And I thank God that when we begin to have this attitude of being grateful, we have this intact or intimate relationship and fellowship with the lord you 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 welcome him you welcome him into your life secondly you you know yeah secondly is um the, the 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 things that you can learn from the sacrifice of praise is we cannot live from our yesterday's thanksgiving but we can always thank him in advance because in in a sacrifice of and thanksgiving so when you offer a, uh, 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 an animal, sacrifice animal, the rule is you're supposed to consume or eat that sacrifice right then, in, in that same day. You cannot let it pass. If you do it on your vow, like for example, you did your Nazarite vow, and after your Nazarite vow, you offered your peace offering, then, and then you can still eat that, that, that meat on the following day. But on the third day, you cannot uh, eat that anymore. It has to be burnt up completely. Otherwise, it's not going to be valid anymore. My, my point is, we cannot live on our thanksgiving based on what we have done in yesterday. Some, some people would think like, yeah, I already, I already went to the church last Sunday. I already gave my thanksgiving to him. That's it. I'm done. Probably they'll last me for next Sunday when I come back. No. We cannot, we cannot live, uh, hallelujah, in our lives depending, uh, you know, basing, basing that on our yesterday's praise and worship and thanksgiving. Yeah. But we can always give Him thanks in advance. Amen. Hallelujah. We will not survive for the day if we only have is the, the past encounter with God. That's why Mondays are important as well. Some people, we, we always look forward for Sunday. We're going to have fellowship, have revival, powerful services, all those stuff. 
But Monday is important too. Because we can all shout and dance and worship and do whatever crazy things that we do in the church. But on Monday, how is it going to be like? Are you still going to be grateful to the Lord? Are you still going to be worshiping the Lord? Hallelujah. After Sunday, are you still going to raise up your hands, your voice and serve the Lord? Hallelujah. Even though you're not in the church. Mondays are important too. We cannot depend on our services last Sunday. Every day is a new day we offer to God. We don't offer any spoil, uh, you know, offering to God. It has to be always fresh in His presence, in, his, in the altar. Amen. And, and the next part I said is thanking God in advance. In Psalms 92 verse 1, Psalmist says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. We can never go wrong by being thankful to God. Can never go wrong to God. Hallelujah. We can always thank God first before we receive. We don't wait for something to happen first in our lives before we say, oh, thank you, Lord. We got to learn, hallelujah, in our circumstances, in our lives, that despite of what we are experiencing, that we may not see it right now. The answer may not be there. You may not feel His presence. It may seem like there's nothing happening, but I choose to be thankful anyway. I'm not going to wait before the miracle takes place, before I say, thank you, God. I'm going to... I'm going to express my thanksgiving even though I don't see anything happening. That's because my thanksgiving is not based on the situation that I'm going through, but because of my relationship with Him. And because of who I am, because we are the children of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help us to be grateful, Lord. Mm, Hallelujah. We can see this in the life of Jonah. You know, Jonah... In the Bible, when he was in trouble, story of Jonah, how he fled from the calling of God to preach to Nineveh. And because of that, to, long, to make the long story short, he ended up being swallowed by a whale. And while he was in there, Jonah made a prayer. And as he made his prayer at the latter part of it, He said in Jonah chapter 2 verse 9, But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. Can you imagine Jonah while he was inside that belly, that whale? He was in total darkness. He was in the deepest part of that sea. He was hopeless and even he didn't even know what's going to happen. But while he was in that unusual place, he learned to thank God first before he experienced his deliverance. He chose to thank God despite of his situation. He started to give thanks to God before he even uh, received the answer from God. He said, I will offer you the voice of thanksgiving. The challenge tonight for us is, can you still give thanks to God even though you are in a situation of an unusual place that seems hopeless, but you still thank Him before? Yeah. Good. Mm. Ah, Amen. Good. Mm. 
He noticed this in verse 10. This is what happened when Jonah started to give thanks to the Lord. In verse 10, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Sometimes you got to thank God first. You got to learn to thank God despite of, of your situation, what you're going through. And then you will see the deliverance of God. And then you will see the miracle of God. Hallelujah. Don't wait for your miracle to take place first. Have that attitude and position of your heart being grateful to Him. And you will see what God will do in your situation even though it seems impossible. Thank God in advance. Let's let's, let us learn to, to thank Him in advance. And same with the story of the book of Ezra. When the most awaited moment arrived after, imagine, 70 year captivity in Babylon, the exiled Jews are finally set to be back at their hometown or home place or home city, Jerusalem. And for them, this also means that because they're coming back to Jerusalem, it means that the temple can now be restored. And because they're hoping that the temple will be restored, they're able now to worship God freely as they look forward that the glory of God be restored and descend once again in their midst. At least those were the hopes of the Jews in their minds while they're traveling back to Jerusalem. After that captivity in Babylon. And as they start rebuilding, Zerubbabel started it, and then Ezra, and then Nehemiah. That's how like the story goes. But on the book of Ezra, as they start rebuilding community, there's this one powerful, notable act they did. And you can read it in Ezra chapter 11, uh, 3, verse 11. Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. The Bible said, and they sang together by course in praising, and here it is, and giving thanks unto the Lord, because He is good, for His mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord. Look at this, what the next part it says, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Can you imagine celebrating and thanking God in, even though there's only foundation? They haven't even seen the accomplishment and the fulfillment of the temple. They only seen the foundation being laid, but their response was, They are worshiping and praising God. Even though they haven't seen the fulfillment of the temple, they only seen the foundation. What I'm telling you tonight, you may see, hallelujah, in your situation, just a small thing. Start praising God because it's going to take place. It's going to happen, church. You praise God in advance even though you just see a small thing happening in your life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, they start praising and giving thanks to God because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. It was just a foundation. Have you seen? Well, we have already built, and Brother Robertson already mentioned to you when we did a project at the, at the Hoyt, that house. Pastor was just, can you see? Can you see uh, this house being this and this and that? And of course, look at it, it's just waste. Like, it's just, it's just awful. Like, 
can't even, you really have to have faith to see what he was seeing. <laughs> that's like, it was, but it was really amazing how, that's why, you know, you have to, you have to see beyond what's in that moment situation. Yeah. You got to see the bigger picture right. of the things going on in your life because right. God has a purpose. Have you ever seen a carpenter or someone like, oh, oh, this is my work. I only laid the, the, the basement part. They've just dug and just put like, you know, a few, few things. It's just like, oh, this is my work, right? Like celebrating like, no. Most of the time, like you, you brag what you've done and all this stuff because everything's all done and all nice and everything. But that's what they were in that situation. They were praising and thanking God for the foundation. For the foundation. Yeah. Let's not wait for, for things to happen crazily first before we thank God. Yeah. Let's learn to have this attitude, this, this kind of heart to be grateful to Him despite of what we see. May not make sense. May not seem like nothing going on. But thank Him anyway. Yeah. Thank right. Him. Thank God in advance. Hallelujah. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. And sometimes when we do that, that's what makes the, 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 the enemy scratches their head. You know, when we learn to thank God in advance, it, it, the, the enemy scratches his head like, these, these people are nuts. <laughs> they are crazy. Like, why are they rejoicing? Like, I tried to, you know, put trouble and I've tried to attack and everything, do everything that they can. And yet the enemy sees you still praising and thanking God, scratches his head, can't even figure out how it happened like that. But we got to have that attitude. Thanksgiving prepares our hearts and lives into receiving what God has in store for us. John chapter 6 verse 10. It's a powerful, powerful story. You know, oh, we all know the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Oh, that, that, that story. It's John 6 and 10. And Jesus said, make them sit down. Now there was much grass in the place so that the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and notice this. And when, when he had given thanks. That powerful miracle took place. But before that happened, there's this word. And we ha when he had given thanks, and then he started distributing to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise of the fishes as they much as they would. The secret is in thanksgiving. There's the secret in miracle. If you want to see miracle takes place in your life, Start having this habit of being grateful. Let's give God first our thanks and let's see what God will do. There's something about thanksgiving that opens doors for miracle in our lives. Now let me just say this. We cannot expect God to pour out his blessing if we are using a cup that is contaminated with bitterness and complaint. God is pouring out his blessing in miracle. What do we use to receive that miracle? Our hearts, we position our hearts as we worship and thank him. But what if our heart is contaminated 
with bitterness and complaints. How are we going to enjoy that blessing? We miss the goodness of God when we allow bitterness and complaints rest in our hearts. Gratefulness and complaint cannot exist at the same time. Let me say this again. Gratefulness and complaint cannot exist at the same time. We, we cannot speak in tongues and grumble at the same time. can be all worshiping and praise God and prophesying and all the stuff and all of a sudden when you go home you start like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and this and that and We're going to watch our mouth, what comes out of it. We're going to make sure, hallelujah, that the thanksgiving lingers in our lips, in our tongue. Oh, I'm going to say this too. Pastor is here, but he'll correct me or whatever. But <laughs> I think this is what happened when you continue to work with pastor. You can like get that uh, tenacity and uh, courage and just boldness. <laughs> but let me tell you, church. We cannot bless people and assassinate their identity behind their backs. Using our lips to praise God and saying, I love you, Lord, and you worship God. And right after service, it goes back. You, you declare words that assassinates the identity of somebody's lives. We got to be careful, church, of how we use our lips because there's power in the words that comes out of our mouth. Life and death comes out of our tongue. In James chapter 3, verse 7 to 10, he tells us about the power of tongue. Verse 7 in James 3, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Comes from him. I'm just borrowing him and tweaking words. That's the principle. Yeah. And so blessing in verse 10. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen. And then he goes on in 11, verse 11 and 12. He uses illustration about, he said, Does a spring of water bubble out with, fr with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produces figs? No, you cannot draw fresh water from a salty spring. That's what I'm talking about. It cannot, the complaint and thanksgiving and the words that we, it, it cannot be mixed. If we're using our mouth in declaring the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you're using our mouth in praising and glorifying God, let's make sure that the mouth that we're declaring also does not mix with negative things. And negative words and complaints. And all those things. We got to watch the things that comes out of our, our mouth. I'm going to close. But there's a lot of things that I want to say. But in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. This is one of the things that the enemy is trying to attack us. Paul said to Timothy that in the last days there's going to be perilous times. He said, this also, know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, 
covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And next is unthankful. He characterized the word unthankful and of all of those words of being covetous and blasphemers and unholy. They're all the same. And that's one of the spirit that would creep, that this try, the enemy is trying to uh, portray in the world. To have this dissatisfaction and comparison and complaints and produces unthankfulness. I pray that this spirit of unthankfulness would not come in creeping into our church. We gotta, we gotta watch, hallelujah, the things that is coming in. Hallelujah, we gotta make sure that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart is acceptable in the sight of our God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. May we not be identified with the people that know us from school, work, home, family, community, that we are ungrateful people. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. Daniel chapter 6 and 4. If people try to look for something that is wrong with us, may we be like Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. You know the story. People are, people are jealous with Daniel being promoted and all the stuff. In verse 4, then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely worthy. And the only thing that they can find with, David, uh, with Daniel is this in verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that he was writing was signed, he, was, he went to his house. His windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day, prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before a fourth time. It's his lifestyle. It is his habit. Daniel is always being grateful and praying to God three times a day. May the enemy, when he tried to look fault in us, is they see that we are because of we are grateful to God. Can you imagine when people try to find fault in you? I don't, I, I don't like that person. I hate him. Why? Because he's always grateful. <laughs> I don't like him. Why? He's always praying three times a day. He's grateful. Oh, we, we, may we be like Daniel. That when try, the enemy tries to find fault in us, they see our faithfulness. They see our relationship with God. Hallelujah. Music come. I would like to ask for us to please stand tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I did prepare a video, but I guess we're just, we're, I, I'm just going to skip that. But there's a question to, needs to ask in Psalms 116 verse 12. Psalms 16 verse 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What are we going to give to God? Because of, you know, of all the benefits of His goodness, what's going to be our response to Him? And the answer is in the same chapter, in, in verse 17. He said, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. If you're thinking what you're going to offer to God tonight, offer Him a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I promise you, church, 
when you start having this grateful heart you will come out of this church hallelujah with all those burdens that you're carrying with being you will feel lightness because there's a switch in your spirit that you choose to be grateful because it's easy for us to see all the negative things in happening in our life and just complain but the challenge tonight church is despite of everything that is going through in our life Will we, are we still going to worship God? Do we still praise Him? Are we still going to thank Him despite of what's going on in our lives? Hallelujah. Don't let unthankfulness reside in our heart because those are joy robbers. Those are subtle attacks of the enemy that if we are not careful of, you may wonder, Pastor said this, couple of Sundays or services ago that there's a sense of tiredness and just being you know being tired and all those stuff and God just convicted me probably it's because there are some things that we needed to be checked in our spirit there's a leak somewhere in our soul I'm not saying that we are unthankful but I'm just trying to preach here and trying to show you that these are the things that will rob your joy if you are not careful Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to invite everybody to in the altar. The, op- the altar is open. Hallelujah. The altar is open tonight, church. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever, whatever it is that your situation that you're, uh, you're experiencing right now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight, this is not the time of asking, you know, or pr- making prayer requests with God. Tonight is going to be a night of worshiping and, and celebration and just, hallelujah, just expressing our thanksgiving. If you'll just look back over your life, hallelujah, and see where, where God has brought you from and where you are right now, hallelujah, maybe that will help and make you realize, oh, I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. That despite of the things that I'm going through, hallelujah, I still have roof. Hallelujah. That I can go on and sleep. I still have a car. I still have my family. I still have food on my table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because those are the stuff that is easy to be overlooked. But those are the, the hallelujah, important things that we need to realize because we are blessed. We are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, don't be shy. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.